Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast, and here we go. The Big Ten, at least football, is back. The Big Ten Council presidents and chancellors voted to lift the postponement of the fall sports season, or the Big Ten football season, and uh, we'll see with the other sports, volleyball, soccer, and cross country, but obviously football is the big news here, so the Council of Presidents and Chancellors overturn uh, their vote back in August 11th, which, boy, that seems so long ago, even though it was just seven weeks. But let's break down how we got here, what it means moving forward, and what it means for Illinois. And joining me today is Joey Wagner, Decatur Herald and Review. Good morning, Joey. Good to see you, man. Been a while. Good morning, Jeremy. It's uh, early. You know, it's, last night, I think we all kind of had a guess this was coming, and I, I don't usually wake up at, at 8.15, so I set my <laughs> alarm, too. <laughs> I don't have kids, man. I get that extra hour or so, so I set my alarm. This was this was coming, but it's good to see. It's, it's good to talk football again, or the restart of talking football after seven weeks. I know you and I personally, Joey, are happy. Right. Because, I mean, come on, this last seven months of being a sports reporter without real sports games, events to cover, there's obviously always stories. There's obviously always, you know, drama leading up to a decision like this. But um, I, I know you and I individually, the, some of the media got chastised for not wanting football to be back. I can tell you, most people want football to be back. But the way I'm kind of looking at this today is the path to get here was rough for the Big Ten, and they deserve a lot of criticism for how they got here. But in the end, I think they're going to start their football season in a safer place, in a better place than a lot of these conferences that have already kicked off or are kicking off in the next couple weeks. Um, So in the end, I I don't mind the destination they got to, and I think it, it was probably with the best intentions, right? I think they did do this and delayed so that they could get daily testing like they got. And, and that's what they're talking about today. Daily testing, they're going to have um, cardiological screening uh, that can kind of take out the impact of potentially myocarditis and, and uh, you know be able to identify those things. So they're going to kick off in a safer place than I think they could have the last couple of weeks. But obviously, there were political pressures here. There was the pressure and frustration, I know, within the Big Ten and coaches and, and athletic directors of seeing other leagues kick off like the ACC. But I, I feel like this isn't a bad spot for the Big Ten to end up. But how they got here, man, was was crazy and really um, bad for them. You know, I think, you know, we deal, Jeremy, with obviously with Illinois and we see it, Illinois fans mostly through social media and their reaction. I think it's hard 
maybe for me too to grasp the difference because Illinois was very and still is very far ahead in testing of students of athletes. So I think without knowing or having that immediate where it's every day in your face, what it looks like on other campuses, I think it's hard for us to grasp the reality of where the, just how big that gap was. And I know you tweeted out a picture and, you know, it's like every other school is here and Illinois is way up here for testing. And, you know, that's ultimately a huge deal, but to, to your bigger point, yeah. I mean, think about this. We had statements and rallies and lawsuits and fights and letters and, and all of this and more statements and more arguing and it, it was ugly to get here and, yeah. and it should have been handled better. We've talked about how the PAC 12 handled it, that they made their decision. They passed out the information and we'll see it when we see it. And that was the end of that. And this obviously, like you said, I'm glad we got to this point because seven months for us and our job's a long time. And I enjoy watching football. I enjoy covering football. I know the players that wherever they're at, they're, they're thrilled right now. Their parents are thrilled. Lovey's, I would assume, thrilled, and, and, and so is Josh. But, yeah, I mean, it looks like these safety measures they have in place are are good. And, you know, the myocarditis was a big thing seven weeks ago, and, and the cardiac testing will get us there. So ugly, ugly, terrible, ugly path to yeah. get here. But we're here, and that's a win. Yeah, and in the end, if you can pull this off more safely with more information, I think that's a good thing. And the Big Ten certainly has that. But it obviously, I think, exposed Kevin Warren's greenness on this job. Uh, I just don't think he has the relationships uh, to kind of pull this off. And I think he has struggled with communication, which is a big part of the job. You've seen Larry Scott, who's not very popular in the Pac-12 before this, but he's been very transparent, has put all the medical information, and has said, hey, these political things, whether it's the states and, and their laws right now uh, are impediments to us returning to play. And I think that's kind of kept everyone at bay out there because uh, they do like football out on the West Coast as well. Um, but I think you've seen the, the lack of relationships that he had. He didn't build consensus the first time in his own league. And that led to the divisiveness of the last seven weeks, which which obviously was not very good for him. Uh, I do think he's he's a very intelligent guy. I think he was doing this for the right reasons. But you see today, I think Kevin Warren learned from his first mistakes, Joey. The COPC, which is the Big Ten Council of Presidents and Chancellors, they voted unanimously for football to return to play. You couldn't do this and you shouldn't have done it the first time without returning to play. So they probably, in the end, in the beginning, should have just said delay instead of postpone the entire season. But I think he learned from the first time, and that's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean this is uh i i think kevin warren probably learned a little bit right right Lulu? Okay. <laughs> go ahead joey you're right i mean you know this this conference has moved in unison for as long as as we've known this conference to be i mean it, when it came to 14 teams 14 teams moved together with each other and when it doesn't when you don't have that in a conference that you very often and always do have that it sticks out like a sore thumb and it it did very publicly in a very ugly way and i think to your point yeah i mean maybe a delay on october 11th but or at least hold off on an announcement maybe until you can get this in unison i mean look i think the intent was good yes i think the intent to protect these kids to to protect from community spreading that was good but just the way that they got to that point had a terrible and ugly fallout. And I just think it's so different to see the Big Ten a little bit broken up. 
yeah. know, quite a bit broken up, I should say. And, and that's what we saw. And now I, I haven't seen him yet. We're recording this at oh, just after 9 a.m. Haven't heard from Kevin Warren yet. I wonder how he'll do today. Uh, but he's going to have medical experts available. He's going to have ADs flanking him or at, at this press conference. He's got, they're actually going to take questions. I mean, Dave Revson did a great job the first time, but they're going to take questions from everybody. Um, so the Big Ten is going to require, just to get into some of the nitty-gritty, because I do think this is important. I, I don't know how many fans yeah. care, but I, th- this stuff is important. Uh, the Big Ten will require student-athletes, coaches, trainers, and other individuals that are on the field for all practice and, and games to undergo daily antigen testing. And that's the, the POC, point of contact, uh, daily testing that's so rapid. And they're going to follow that up uh, to make sure it's uh, not a false positive or with PCR testing, which uh, usually is a little bit more accurate. So that's one of the things, the big thing, so that they, if they have somebody test positive, they're not out in the community for three days. They're not in the team for three days and doesn't shut down everything. Also, they're going to have all COVID-19 positive student-athletes undergo comprehensive cardiac testing um, so that they can identify myocarditis if that is an issue. But I think this is important, Joey. This could have a huge impact on the season. The earliest a student-athlete can return to a game competition is 21 days following a COVID-19 positive diagnosis. And I think that's what we got to remember is you're seeing football games on your screen on the weekend, but you're not seeing all of them you're supposed to. You're not seeing all the players you're supposed to. So the Big Ten is coming back, and I think that's a, that's a good thing. I think we're all trying to find, Joey, ways we can live our lives and do what we need to do um, with taking precautions, right? And I think the Big Ten is doing that, and I, personally, I think that's okay, but it's still going to be messy. I, I still think this is probably going to be a messy season where some Illinois players are going to be out. For, for a couple weeks if, if they test positive. And that's why it's really important they follow these protocols uh, and all their teammates and, and staff members follow these cro- protocols. But um, the Big Ten also has in place these measures of if you're over 5 to 7.5% positivity rate, they're going to shut you down for a week uh, at least. So I don't know if we're going to get all our games in, but they're going to get some games in, right? And that's going to be important financially and everything. But uh, I just wanted to reiterate, I, I think this is going to be – messy it's not going to be perfect right i think we all understand that yeah and look when we had those five days of training camp there was a lot of player accountability discussions that that the players shared with us and when you're putting in eight games in eight weeks it's the rumor that the reports seem to be you've got to have that i mean you lose a an offensive lineman or you know any position group for 21 days that's i mean that's almost half your season i'm not great at math but i I know that's pretty close to half of your season or even just a shutdown of, you know, we see, I think we saw the report of, was it LSU had, had a total of some, was it 75 players? Now, obviously those all didn't come at once, right. but th- those metrics that they laid out, the, the seven days off, those are going to come into play. I mean, that that's two, you know, team outbreaks is really kind of what that's saying. So you're right. This, to, this isn't going to be, you know, we're not starting on October 23rd, 24th. And going full speed ahead, no matter what, there are there are teams that are going to have roadblocks. You would think, just yeah. with the nature of what a global pandemic entails. So, yeah, I mean, the, the precautions they have in place seem good to me. And you know, I maybe they weren't prepared to do that seven weeks ago. 
So what's next is you'll have football teams restarting training camp, right? They, they've been able to practice, but it's only six hours on the field uh, per week. And it's helmets. It's not even full shoulder pads. It's these little little pad things that are uh, you barely even notice. Um, so it's basically glorified walkthroughs that they've been doing. And uh, talked to someone in Illinois the last couple of days. Um, the, the expectation would probably be next Wednesday or next Friday they would start practice. So it wouldn't happen just like that. Um, so I know some fans have asked, well, why wouldn't they just do three weeks of practice? Well, one, Wisconsin's shut down right now. So they, they need more time uh, than all these other teams because of COVID and the outbreak there. Um, you want probably 25 to 29 practices to gear up for this, just like a normal season. And with the October 24th date, you're allowed to do that. So October 23rd, 24th is the start date. December 19th would be the Big Ten championship game. It sounds like eight conference games in eight weeks. We don't have a schedule quite yet. Um, and, I mean, obviously this start time, Joey, I always thought – the, the most sense was to start in late November, right? If it's really just about safety and mitigating spread, but it's not just about that, right? It's about getting Ohio State or Penn State in the college football playoff. It's about the Big Ten being relevant uh, this season and not playing like a JV season. Um, so I always thought late November when students are off campus, you do them in domes, that could make the most sense. But there's the pressure of, of being involved in the college football season and being involved in the college football playoff uh, that we're seeing here. But as for fans, I, I, we haven't seen an announcement. Illinois obviously was gearing up for fans um, in the summer. But uh, Adam Rittenberg tweeted out from ESPN, not expecting fans at Big Ten games this fall. Um, do expect games to return to campus. He said there could be some flexibility of fans at the end of the schedule. So that's what's coming up. Any thoughts on that, Joey? I mean, we've, we've seen fans a little bit. We saw them Thursday night in Kansas City. We've seen, you know, I think some games had smattering of fans. I think it looks weird. I think it looks really, really weird to not to have smattering of fans. But if that, I mean, if, if that's the the take, you know, if, to, to get this going and have that TV, really the money will be on the TV deals, right? And, and you know, if that's what you, it takes, and I guess that's what it takes, and everyone is so, I think I kind of like it if that is the case and it's a blanket of no fans. I kind of like that because, I mean, it's – how weird is it, right? If you go to one stadium and it's completely silent oh, – silent but completely empty and you go to another and there's 20%, I mean, how much of a competitive advantage? I don't know. But, but just blanket it out and, and move forward until we know a little more. I'm sure that won't be a popular thought. But, right. I mean, if that's what it takes to, to kick this thing off in a month. Right, and I know J.B. Pritzker is not popular in football circles for what he said yesterday, Joey, and, and you cover the heck out of that. Um, yeah. But but college sports is different. I don't think the guidelines have changed from where they were in the summer about spectator sports outdoor. And I know previously, and, and I think numbers in the state have only gotten better, that public health experts in, in, in Champaign-Urbana, I've talked with Julie Pride from CUPHD, that they were pretty comfortable with 20% of fans and comfortable and Illinois was talking with them uh, about having that. So I wonder if that'll be a big 10 mandate or if it will be school by school, kind of like it is elsewhere, state by state, whatever it is, because I, I mean, celebrating today 
are probably a lot of people in those athletics offices, and that includes coaches of non-revenue sports. Like, you know, I talked to Brad Dancer and Justin Spring in, in recent weeks, and they're nervous about their programs, especially Justin and men's gymnastics. But that gets revenue for the entire athletics department. Josh Whitman might not have to lay off as many people with this te- television revenue coming in, right? Or or might not have to furlough or, or cut salaries as much as other people. Um, so that financial pressure obviously was there as well. And if Let's be honest, Illinois has been getting 50% of fans at some games elsewhere. So if you can get 20% of fans, that's significant revenue uh, for a school like Illinois, uh, even if you're only able to get that for a couple games later in the season. I will say, I, I thought, you know, I remember watching the Kansas City game Thursday night, and I thought, you know, it doesn't look bad, right? I mean, people are spread out. And I thought, well, if they can get people in and out of here without interacting with the other, you know, to me, it makes. Yeah, I am kind of backtracking a little bit what I said, but you you can see a way that they can get people in and out of the stadium safely and, you know, say it, you see, there there are ways to do it, I think. At some some places it looked better than others, right? At some schools it seemed like they were all kind of pressed together. But Illinois obviously seemed to have well-thought-out protocols there. Yeah, and I think I totally agree. But if it comes down to, you know, I I would have not let that be a breaking point, I, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. If you can do it, go forward if you can do it safely, but in no way, shape or form, am I going to put my feet on the ground and say, no way are we doing this unless we can have 20% of people. And, right. and yeah, I think that's kind of it. You'd rather have television revenue than no revenue, right? Which, yes. which, is, which yes. is huge for, for this yeah. conference. Uh, it's going to be, I, I think you're more likely to have fans maybe at the end of the football games and basketball, just because the indoor outdoor thing, right? So uh, yes. we'll see how that goes. What well, Joey for Illinois uh, I've long been high on, on this 2020 team. I, I guess not like, oh my gosh, they're going to win the Big Ten West high on them. But even, even our own 24-7 sports national guys say, Illinois last. Um, they got to get out of the basement. And I try to remind them they did get out of the basement last year. They were fourth in the Big Ten West. And they've only improved their roster, right? Like, So you've seen... Other Big Ten West teams like Purdue lost Rondale Moore to opting out. Minnesota lost Rashad Bateman. Northwestern lost Rashawn Slater. I know Ohio State's lost some. It'll be interesting to see if those guys come back. Um, but Illinois, in the meanwhile, has only added eligibility for Kamari Thompson and Brian Hightower, which they need more talent at wide receiver. Um, Daniel Mator Bebe and Roderick Perry are added to the roster. So you upgrade another offensive weapon and you upgrade a defensive line, which sorely needs it. Plus, you've had no guys opt out. You're an experienced team. And I think this year, you're a much deeper team uh, than, than you've been in the past, which could be very, very important. So I, I think they were going to take a step forward anyway. We haven't seen the schedule. But when it comes to – they're going to play all the Big Ten West teams, right, or they're going to try to. When it comes to the Big Ten West, Joey, I just look at this team and their roster, and, and they're not behind Purdue. They're not – I don't know how far – if they are behind Nebraska, but they are – even or possibly we'll see if they can be above those teams when it comes to talent on the roster. So it comes down to execution. It comes down to coaching. But I think this team is set up for success, and I think even more so after these opt-outs and possibly after the delay. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. In those Since this has been shut down, the, the two wide receivers, Mari Thompson, Brian Hightower, that's big. I mean, that's that's great for Illinois. I don't see how you, I mean, on a quick tangent, how can you not give away for your kids right now? We're seeing them go. But yeah, the, the talent's there. And then you add in a healthy Marquez Beeson. You add in an eligible Luke Ford. I mean, th- there's a lot of talent on this team. And, and you know, I, I understand the 
it's, it's easy to put Illinois last in, in, in preseason rankings because that's frankly where they've deserved to be for the last however many years you want to look at it. But for, for those of us who see this team or hear about this team, I guess, recently, every day, there is. I mean, you're returning a quarterback. That's, that is singularly the most important thing on any football team is to return an experienced quarterback. It's been some time since Illinois has truly done that. And Brandon Peters is pretty good on top of it. Mm-hmm. You, you take care of the most important position on the field, which just frankly hasn't really been taken care of for anything more than a couple band-aids for a few years. And AJ Bush was a good band-aid. MJ Rivers played well enough, but you have a guy in Brandon that is huge to me. And you're right. I mean, Josh Imadorbebe is another guy. I mean, man, what a season last year, right? Mm-hmm. What I mean, just unbelievable how good he was after the production that was on the table at USC. And you can suddenly, it's harder, I guess, to find that position group where you say, boof, I'm, I'm just not sure about this one. Defensive line is probably it in fairness. But the last few years, I mean, it was like, well, what are they going to do here or here or here? And, and that's not the case anymore. And the opt-outs, like you mentioned, Rondale Moore, that's that's big for Purdue. You've seen them across the the Big Ten. It will be interesting to see if some of those players say, well, I'm going to come back and give this a shot. Some won't. But Illinois, certainly, the, the talent gap isn't quite there. This is, you know, this is just going to be how well do you know the scheme? What, How good is the coaching? How good is the execution? And that's a stark difference from where we've been for some time. Joey, I'm, I'm, I just see in our email box, we got that Lovey Smith and Josh Whitman will be speaking at 2.30 today. <clears throat> so we'll have coverage of that, of course. What are your big questions for them? Especially, I guess, I know what Lovey will probably say, right? That, that his team was preparing for this, that he feels good. And, and we'll talk to more football, I guess, with him. But um, especially for Whitman, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, what, what are my questions today? I think it's mostly, for me, probably bigger picture of just what playing a season and what this can do financially. I, 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 for me, that's, that's so important. And maybe just from his perspective of how you've kind of gone about balancing, you know, this is a pandemic, but we also are trying to do what we w- want and normally do, right? I, th- I think that's – I keep coming back to you. I think we're all trying to do that is we want to get back to, hey, we have to live with this thing right now. How do we do it safely and just how he kind of maybe balanced that. I mean, in a tale as old of time, I probably have more questions for Robert Jones today than I do <laughs> Lovey or Josh. I do not see him on the uh, email. I did not. I'm traveling, I'm sure. Um <laughs> But I mean, I, how do you navigate this in, in such a weird month and just frankly, a kind of a disastrous month for the Big Ten? How do you navigate this when you have on a football team, 100 different players feeling 100 different things? And, and how do you take the time to ensure those players, whether it be as a group, whether it be individually, just to talk with them? I mean, that, that so much of this is a human relationship. And how do you how do you keep them on, where you know, in a, in a good space in terms of not getting too down or wanting to stay motivated. And I mean, that's a big thing with this. I, I have a lot of financial questions too. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how big is this? And in, in terms of what does this do differently to your budget? I'm sure he'll, he probably doesn't know all of that right now. Right. That, that seems to be the, you know, the, there's so many different variables with this, but man, this it's just been such a weird time. It, it, I, I'm kind of like you, you asked me like, what do you ask him? I think I thought, shoot, I don't know. I, 
I had till two thirty to figure that out. But <laughs> well, I'm just kind of thinking about it in my head yeah, because yeah. I, the biggest questions would be for Jones is is what gave you a lot more faith, and I'm sure he'd cite testing, and we'll see if Illinois releases a statement. I'm sure they will with something pretty general um, with Jones, but you'd love to get in on those meetings, and I, I see on the Big Ten Network, you know, Alvarez, Barber, Warren, Jim Phillips are are all on this call. I guess we'll learn more from them as well. But uh, I think it was a confluence of a lot of things, right? I think it was a confluence of they do have more information. They do feel safer to play. But boy, there was a lot of pressure and a lot of blowback that I I think Warren originally thought that not just the Pac-12 would follow him, that all these other schools yes. would follow him and they'd all be on the same board. And they weren't. And, and it kind of showed that the NCAA um, doesn't have power over these autonomous conferences. And they're, they're kind of like, um, you know, states rather, different countries really, than, than all kind of on board the same thing. And uh, I think that was a misplay by him. But at the end of the day, um, I think the Big Ten didn't rush it like, like some of these other conferences did. Um, it's it just the messaging was really bad and and the unity was really bad it was, i completely agree i've thought a lot i think that did you see the penn there's a penn state defensive lineman who tweeted yesterday and it's basically like please stop until we know something and obviously we have jobs to do mm-hmm. but I've, I've thought a lot about that really since october 6th 7th 8th uh, when all of this started to really these are still 18 to 22 23 year old kids Imagine being in your apartment, in your dorm, or and you, you get through Twitter, and it's just rumor after rumor after rumor, and all of a sudden, I think we talked about this, Jeremy. All of a sudden, the thing that you've done for 15 years of your life, the thing that you hope to do for the next 15 years of your life, it's kind of in flux, and just the push and the pull, and the that had to be tough. I, I mean, just I, I know this is this is a little bit off track, but. Think about that as, as when you were 18 or 22 and, and this is something you've done forever. And all of a sudden one day it's here, one day it's not. And, and one day it's coming back and one day it's not. And, you know, I, I know Lovey and Josh were being as transparent as they possibly could with these guys, but there's short of those guys being on a live stream every minute into these guys' apartment, you're going to have a gap of, of information relaying. And man, it's just, I, I keep coming back to that and I, it just had to be, really really a tough thing to process as you deal with all of this well and it was i mean think about man was it two and a half months ago not even um Milo Eifler is one of the big voices of players being like hey is are, is this safe like are, are we sure we should be doing this and then you see him and some other players tweeting out we want to play right i, I believe me i, I maybe Milo didn't but you've seen a lot of players who had questions whether it was Kendrick Green or Jake Hansen, and I think all those guys obviously said they want to play, but they had big questions about whether it was safe, and then they're leading the charge to try and get it back. So obviously this is it was confusing for all of us, and we got we got to remember these people leading the Big Ten are are human too, right? Like they they don't know everything about this, and we're this all trying fluid, to learn. About it. Yeah, we're all trying to figure this thing out, and it was messy. Um, so I think we all kind of struggled with this and even, even myself, it's like, I was happy training camp started originally. And I'm like, should they be doing this? Is this the right thing? Um, would I go to games? Is that the right thing for me to do? Um, but I think we feel a little bit better seven weeks later about how to handle this stuff. And I, I think another thing with this is that I, I thought those same things and it's well, how loud do I want to say this? Right. I mean, 
you know, should they be playing? Should they not? You think, oh boy, if I say this too loud and suddenly you're rooting against well, it. And then imagine you're not a player. Here's the thing, Joey. I, I feel like everyone wants you to have that take. Like, are you for football coming back? Or are you against it? And it was more just like, I just got questions. Is that okay? Is it okay to be like, man, I don't know if this is the best thing, but I would like it to happen. Can we find a way to to make this? And and that's where, I mean, you'll get me on a soapbox about this country right now, but it's like you have to pick one side or the other, and you can't just have questions and be like, let's, let's think about this for a second, right? Like, is this the best thing to do? I want this, but to do it safely, um, can we get better ways of doing this? You know, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like you got to pick a side, uh, and you can't have questions about either side, right? And that's you know, our, that's our job. You mentioned Milo, and and however many months ago that was now, and he sent that tweet, and we we chatted with him on Zoom. Read the responses to that tweet if you can. I, I mean, it is just people saying, you know, to the extent of if you're scared, stay home. Or, or it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's not. Listen, just just listen. Yes. He, he just has questions and. And I don't mean to, to single Milo out, but it, it's a good example of what you what you talked about is allow you know allow people to ask questions and, and then let them kind of formulate their opinions. We don't have that right now, and and it's, it's just a very tough spot. Well, and and you think of like the parents who wanted to play, or you think of you know I know you talk to high school football coaches, and there are huge questions for JB Pritzker and their criticism, which I think is deserved, right? I think you know they're not just heartless and just don't care about their kids health they care about their kids having the opportunity they care about their kids having mental health right now so there's there's a way to middle ground this like we can come together and come up with better ideas and ultimately i think the big 10 did that even if it was really publicly messy yeah and eight games isn't perfect right i mean it's not the 12 games that we know it you know then i keep thinking ultimately what eight games you know, we know bowl the game to be six games. We don't even know that bowl games are going to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So but look, eight games, that's, there's a lot of kids on that, on a lot of football teams in the big 10 who eight games is going to get them a paycheck in a year. And that's, that's huge. And it's going to, I don't know, man, it's, it wasn't perfect. But. Yeah. Yeah. To wrap this up, that, that's one part we haven't talked about yet is I think there's a legitimate season to get legitimate film for these seniors. Right. And for these draft eligible prospects, even if we're talking about Kendrick Green, who's a redshirt junior, um, you got legit film that, that you can show to NFL teams and you can get into the draft process at the same normal time you would. Now, the draft might even be delayed because of the Pac-12, right, if they play in, in all these other conferences. I forget the majority of conferences in, yeah. in, in football, not just Division One, but um, if you put all the conferences together in Division Two, Division Three, they're not playing. Um, so they got to get a spring season in somehow. I think this is legit film for the Big Ten. It's a legit opportunity for those guys. Plus, the other thing about Illinois is some fans worry about, and, and understandably so, a drop-off next year, Joey, after losing a bunch of these guys. Well, I don't know if a guy like, say, Doug Kramer can gain a lot by coming back for another year because he's got so much film already, or if a guy like Alex Palczewski is going to gain a lot for coming back in the fall of 2021. But say a Tony Adams, who's had a lot of injuries and could use another year, use more film, that guy could come back. Um, you, you kind of prolong maybe some eligibility and prolong maybe a guy like Blake Gerasati. Does he want another season of Big Ten film? Right, Those guys could maybe come back for a year and, and give you a little bit more of a bridge uh, to that next group of talent. Man, Blake Gerasati, that's a, that's a really good point because 
two years of Big Ten film was not what that guy expected to be transferred to Illinois. Right. And that could be a really big difference for him. And yeah, I mean, there, there's so much now, now we're, we're done with the infighting, right? We think, and now it's looking at what, what does this mean for mm-hmm. that extra year? I, I know you did a piece, Jeremy, of, of 10 players who could, who could most benefit from this and not everyone's a senior either. Right. And that's a, I mean, that's a huge deal for an extra year, for, you know, across the board. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's fun. This is more fun to, to talk <laughs> about true. than. Oh, did you see that statement? Oh my gosh! Did you see? Did you hear they got a call from 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 BC? And and this is this is the more. This is the conversation I got in here to. Do. Yeah. Well, I, Isaiah Gay is another senior I thought could could benefit. Yeah, He's only twenty one yeah, yeah, yeah. years I was old. Some. You know, some of the guy offensive linemen I think like Virtus Brown, Jordan Slaughter, if they could have three years of eligibility as a potential starter. Uh, but the last thing, we might actually get to talk to Brandon Peters this year. I think that's going to happen, Joey. Uh, Social distance king, Brandon <laughs> Peters. <laughs> we haven't talked to him since the Red Box Bowl. That was December 30th. And we were scheduled to the day they announced that they were postponing. It was like, no, just let us talk to Brandon. I want to talk to him. Uh, we've tried. And, and look, we, I think, you know, I, I don't want this to come across as a shot at Brandon. We're obviously having fun with it. That, we, we know that's his personality. Yes. I would like to talk to him. Do not get me wrong. And I, I think in there's a couple of us who probably feel like I've got a, you know, we've got a pretty good rapport with them. And, but some people just don't like to sit in front of a screen and and talk to a majority of people who are strangers and and throwing stuff at a wall to see what's going to stick. And and Brandon is, is one of those guys I found him to be a good interview, but yes, we get to talk to the quarterback and that is, (laughs) that is exciting. And hopefully that's sooner rather than later, but uh, it's, man, it's, it's, I don't, it's weird. I mean, I've only been literally awake for about an hour, but I, I don't know that I have that feeling of that Friday before training camp. Maybe I need a couple hours to sit here and be like, oh yeah, this is a thing again. Well, for us content creators, right? Like all of a sudden there's oh a lot gosh. of content here. So we're very, very happy about that. Um, but yeah, we got more I, coming today. That's right. Um, but it, it just feels, you know, me watching the White Sox every day or watching the NBA playoffs. It's different, Joey. I don't know if we'll be able to go to away games. I think we will be able to go to Illinois games. So maybe seeing the press box in a month, a month and a half. Um, but we're going to do most of the stuff via Zoom, right? So it's definitely different. But we're finding a way to, to make this work. And now the Big Ten's finding a way to, to make this work. And our, our country's trying to find a way to make this work, right? So um, it's, it's a good day. It, it's, it's a good day for the Big Ten. It's a good day for Illinois. And hopefully we can do this as safely as possible and I think we've gotten better in that in the last seven weeks. Look, I mean, I, at the risk of carrying water here, and you know, you're right. The content has been the king for us to try to figure this out over the course of the last seven months. Illinois has been really good about helping us out. Yeah, I mean, they really have, and I don't mean to, to sound like I'm, you know, patting the university on the back for it, but I mean, you, you send a text, it's more than likely you're going to be on the phone in the next 24 hours, and that helps, and that helped bridge the gap to now, and more Zoom meetings, but uh, yeah. man, it's it, you're right. It's a good day. Sunday watching the NFL literally all day long it was <laughs> awesome, and I thought, man, this feels because it didn't feel like fall before Sunday. It really didn't. Like, I, I'll I'm not I won't speak for you. My schedule is based around, for better or for worse, football, and it's Friday nights. I know where I'm going to be, and Saturday I know where I'm going to be, and Sunday, God willing, I'm up by noon. I know where I'm going to be in my chair for the next twelve hours. <laughs> You're right, though. For me, it's like it ushers in different parts of the year. So you you said it doesn't feel like fall, and I know it's not technically fall until what 
the 21st of September. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it didn't, it felt like it was just summer still. And it finally with football starting and, and covering it, like training camp marks the end of the summer for me, starting of games, uh, ends that, you know, the end Thanksgiving of, of the season kind of marks the start of winter and the holidays. And then spring ball is kind of like, okay, you turn the page from basketball season into, into spring ball. And then for me, recruiting camps, that's the start of the summer for me. Uh, I haven't had those. So it's, it feels like March through this time just kind of blended together, Joey. Like you kind of lose. You could like, tell me it's June and I'd believe you. I, I don't know where we're at in the calendar <laughs> unless I check my phone or my calendar on here. So it's like it, it finally is starting to feel like fall, which is personally my favorite time of year. So I, I'm happy. On top, on top of that, it's like, oh, hey, by the way, basketball, we're going to know about that. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. no, no, no. It's still football. It's still football. Yeah. Joey Wagner, yeah. great to catch up with you, man. Uh, hopefully I, I get to see you in person, masked up in four to six weeks. Uh, but I'll see a lot more of you on Zoom call. So I'm, I'm appreciative of that, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Great stuff with Joey Wagner, Decatur Herald and Review. Follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Mr. Wagner 25 and uh, we got more good news for Illinois uh, as they are on a winning streak when it comes to transfer waivers. Brevin Jones tweeted out, and I can't confirm, that he has immediate eligibility. Mississippi State transfer offensive lineman uh, has four years of eligibility remaining, and he could still play four years for Illinois uh, after this year because the NCAA ruled that this will not count against eligibility. So more good news for Illinois is that offensive line depth, Brevin Jones, We'll play left tackle. That's what Bob McClain told me uh, back in July. Bob McClain, the offensive line coach for Illinois. And uh, he's long, he's athletic, and uh, he's got a pretty high ceiling. And Illinois is pretty excited about him uh, for the long term. But also, he's probably better than the left tackles they had backing him up. And now, Brevin is going to earn a lot more practice reps this year. Because Luke Ford, for instance, set out last year, didn't get a lot of meaningful reps in practice. He was a scout team player because Illinois wasn't preparing to play him. You know, they thought they'd have the spring, which, of course, they didn't end up having, and next training camp, right, to, to get him ready to play. Um, now, Brevin Jones, they'll get him ready to play. He'll, he'll be behind Vidarian Lowe, the four-year starter now at left tackle. But this is important for his development because instead of sitting out a year and potentially losing a year, he can play this year and not lose that year. So for the long term, a big win for Brevin Jones. But for Illinois, after the Luke Ford, um, some people would say debacle with the NCAA, they have now gotten four straight waivers. Pretty pretty good. I mean, Chase Brown, they took a long time to give him that last year, but they got a winning streak 
three in a row, right? That's a winning streak. Uh, I believe that's what they say. Um, they've gotten Kamari Thompson, Brian Hightower, and now Brevin Jones. So that's some much-needed depth and much-needed talent added to the offensive side of the football for Illinois football. So more good news there. But, boy, you got football coming up. We're going to have a lot more content on this podcast. We've got a lot of content on the website right now. And uh, we've used our breaking news text two times today, one for the Big Ten returning to the play and, and the other one, uh, for Brevin Jones. So sign up for those right now. I tweeted that out. You can sign up for breaking news, text alerts right to your phone. It's one of our most popular features. All right, we're going to have a lot more Illinois football to talk on this podcast. We'll see the schedule probably out in the next couple of days. Sounds like it'll be division play and then possibly one crossover and then a crossover to play the team who finished the same as you in the other division. So second place against second place, third place against third place. I'm just seeing that come across now. It sounds like Barry Alvarez uh, said that's the case. We'll have the latest information at Illini Inquirer. And, of course, on the podcast, we'll break down the latest uh, that we get in the coming days. I appreciate you listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Subscribe, rate us, review us, wherever you get your podcast. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other and get excited for Big Ten football season. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.